our minds are, they limit us sometimes to what we can and can't do. And at that moment I had shut myself off to it thinking it didn't exist when in reality, in someone else's world, it did. And I just had to try and find a way to work my, my ideas in with that. And so it's an interesting learning process for sure. <laughs> Hi, my name is Kara Myers and welcome to the Travel Business Lounge. Each week, I chat with women who have built incredible businesses in the travel and tourism industry. You'll hear their inspirational stories of success. We went from 2,000 a month to about 70, 72,000 a month um, in that span of, of nine years. And struggle. I wish that I could tell you that I pivoted really quickly and like jumped back on my feet and I, I did it. And what they learned along the way. Give yourself the grace of knowing that it's not going to happen overnight and you're going to make a ton of mistakes. And as long as you learn from them and move forward, that's okay. So grab a coffee, hit subscribe, and get ready to learn and feel inspired. Hello, hello, I'm Kara Myers, and this is episode 20 of the Travel Business Lounge, the place where we celebrate and learn from female entrepreneurs in the travel industry. Today's episode is all about travel coaching, which, if I'm completely honest, before Geneva, the founder of Unwrap Your Map, reached out to me a few months ago, I had never heard of travel coaching. It's a completely new field in the travel and tourism industry for me, but I figured other listeners could be curious about it as well. And so I invited her on the show and I am so glad I did. Geneva is an open book on her journey into becoming a travel coach. What does it even mean to be a travel coach? What services exactly do you provide as a travel coach? And how does that differ from a travel planner or a travel agent, or maybe just a travel influencer? They are all different, but there are some overlaps. And so we chat a lot about that. We also touch on how hard it can be to show up authentically on social media when your instinct is to not want to show up at all. <laughs> I'm definitely an introvert. I'm not someone who likes to put my face out there. I think that's why the podcast suits me so much more. I'd much rather be behind the scenes, but I understand that putting yourself out there is, is necessary for growth in most cases. So I'm going to try and be a little bit better about that, but it was nice to speak with Geneva, someone who I could completely relate to in her struggles. Although I will say she's doing pretty well. You definitely should go check out her Instagram if you aren't following her already unwrap your map. Uh, and that's where you can find her website as well. And lastly, we also talk about how she found her first clients as a travel coach and what her big plans for the business are going forward. And that is actually my favorite part of this episode. She shares it at the very end, an idea she has to really scale her business as a travel coach. And I think it's genius, absolutely genius. So please stick around to the end. You have to hear the idea. I'm jealous I didn't think of it first because I think it's just brilliant and sounds like a lot of fun. Also, I know I've said it before, but again, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast or if you haven't left a five-star review yet, please consider doing so. This is a small one-woman operation done by yours truly. And so every little bit of support really goes a long way. I also really appreciate anyone who has shared the podcast with their friends or family. 
That means so, so much whenever I see I've got a new listener and it's so exciting seeing those numbers increase. So again, I really can't tell you how much I appreciate the support I've received so far. So as long as you're here to go on this ride with me, I am prepared to continue the journey. But I won't delay it any longer. Let's get right into the episode. Here is Geneva Lutomsky of Unwrap Your Map. Hi, Geneva. Thank you for joining the podcast today. I'm really happy to have you here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Right. Yeah. It, I was thinking about it and we've had people who work in various forms in the travel industry. So quite a few travel agents or travel planners or people who run their own tour companies, but I've never had a travel coach. And I don't even know if I know what a travel coach is necessarily. I've got some ideas, but I'm excited to hear what you do, what inspired you to go down the travel coaching route. But first, let's hear how you got into travel to begin with a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are now. Yeah, definitely. So I, I'll i be honest, I have always had an interest in travel. It was always something I wanted to do. And for a very long time, I was kind of looking at options to go abroad for more extended periods of time. Um, so I was looking at how I could move abroad for a job or take some kind of international work visa. And I'll be honest, when I was in college, there weren't a whole lot of options and it wasn't easy to figure out what you could do and how to go about it. And I remember being really frustrated by that. And so I ended up just going to work for a company that had a relocation program. And they said, you know, if you work up to a certain level, we can look at relocating you to an international location. And I said, okay, that's that's going to be how I do this. And once I kind of stayed with the company for a couple of years and, and worked myself up to that position, they said, oh, we're not going to do that anymore. We've decided to phase out that program. Oh, and um, oh. now we're only sending people to designated locations in oh. um, China and the Middle East. And I had my heart set on Europe and I knew yeah. I wanted to go to Europe and, and that that just wasn't going to work for me. So I basically decided to quit my job at that point. I took my savings and I said, I'm just going to do this on my own. And so I started with three months backpacking in Europe. And it was during that time that I learned about all the other, you know, the working holiday visas and things like that, that we really don't talk about here in the U.S. that much. You know, uh, you can do this one year youth working visa basically in New Zealand or Australia. And then I found out that there were several others down the line, you know, in Ireland and Singapore and Korea and all these amazing opportunities that I just didn't know about. And so anyway, I kind of kept going. And I, after my three months in Europe, I did a year in New Zealand and then a year in Australia and then picked up a job in the travel industry in Cambodia. And I lived there for two years. And so I kind of just kept my travels going based on meet, making contacts and meeting other people and learning up about um, other opportunities in different countries. And that's kind of what kept me going. And that's, that's also how I decided to get into travel coaching down the line. That's amazing. It's so true. Like, in so many other countries, it's almost standard or expected that you're going to go live abroad for a period of time, uh, usually in your early 20s after you've graduated, or maybe as a gap year before you go to university. But in the US, even though we have these opportunities, it's really not discussed. It's not encouraged in the ways that it is in other places. You know, they have a term for it, the OEs or, you know, the gap years or whatever it is. And and it's it's kind of like this, yeah, everybody's got to go do this. You know, you got to go experience life elsewhere. And, you know, our mindset is just so different here. It's, well, you the reason you go to college is so that you can get a job afterwards and your job yeah. should naturally be in your home country, right? And, and so it just yeah. becomes this there's almost like this progression that you're expected to take here and travel kind of doesn't really fit into that. But there's so many people I think that would love to know more about those opportunities and that would love to do them. They just don't really know what the options are. And and it's crazy to me to think that even now, you know, however many years later, there's these opportunities that I've taken all this time to figure out are still not commonly or widely discussed for, for young people. So it's, 
I don't know. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, I told you when we first got connected that if this was 10 years ago, I would have been so interested in the services you offer because I was exactly like you where I graduated, desperately wanted to live abroad, wasn't really sure how to do it, ended up buying a one-way ticket to Spain and spent seven months backpacking around. And I never ended up doing any of the working holiday visas that they offered around the world, but I spent so much time researching them and it was so confusing. It was, there's, there's a lot of paperwork. There's a lot of misinformation. I think, especially 10 years ago, it was, you know, even more difficult to gain access to that. But I know today it's like we've said, it's, it's just not discussed. So I can see why travel coaching is something that would be a really useful service for, for especially a lot of young people. Yeah. And I think too, what's interesting is now it feels like the information, it is out there, but it's in multiple places. It's spread out across mm -hmm. many points of view and different people have written blog posts. And, you know, there's companies now that provide visa services and there's, there's so many different places you can go to get information. And it's all kind of disjointed in many ways too. And if you're trying to figure yeah. it out on your own and you're saying, you know, I don't need to spend a couple thousand dollars on a company to do this. I'm sure I can figure it out myself. You know, then you start reading all these blog posts and things, but you're just getting bits and pieces. You're getting a whole bunch of fragments really and trying to put it together and create this bigger picture for yourself. And it, it can be really overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. Right no, that's a good point. No, yeah. that's really true actually. Cause it, it, yeah, you do have a lot of companies that are offering services where you pay an insane amount of money for them to apply for your visa on your behalf. Mm -hmm. And then you read blog posts that are very vague in their yeah. information as well. So it's hard to know what is the you know, right path to go down. Mm -hmm. So you've decided that you wanted to get into travel coaching. Take us back to those early days when, you know, how did that idea come about? Were you abroad at the time? And yeah, so it's kind of funny because the idea, I would say the idea has always been there, but the name and what I call myself was only something that I recently kind of settled on. Mm. But when I first started traveling and when I especially started learning about these working holiday visas and started going on these more extended periods of time abroad, I thought, I remember thinking to myself, you know, it wasn't nearly as complicated as I had in my head, but it was just because I didn't have the resources and I didn't know the specific mm -hmm. words to look up or the specific names of visas or how to go about getting your phone number and your um, bank accounts and tax numbers set up when you arrive in a new country. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking as I was doing it and as I was learning it, you know, this information is stuff that other people I'm sure would love to know. And other people that want to do what I wanted to do would have like to have in some condensed, <laughs> easy to understand way, or just some yes. kind of personal touch. And I thought if, you know, at some point down the line, I'd be interested in starting a business that is all about helping other people understand what their options are and simplify the process of applying for a visa, preparing to get a job when you arrive in a new country, getting yourself set up, finding an apartment, making friends. And I thought I would love to be able to share the information that I'd learned in that, what, six years that I was abroad and help other people in a, in a way that I can kind of simplify it for them and let them know what their options are based on whether it's their age or their their line of work or whatever it may be, because certain visas obviously have parameters and and sometimes you mm -hmm. can only work in certain fields or you can only take a visa within a couple years of graduation or before you reach 30 or whatever it may be. And just understanding what all the options are, helping people navigate those, determine what's best for them and understand how to you know take it step by step and actually 
get themselves abroad, get themselves set up, get themselves prepared with a job and contacts and make friends and, and kind of get established in a new place. And I remember all along thinking, how can I, how can I wrap that into some kind of a business, you know, and how, how will mm -hmm. I find people? And it wasn't until it was actually during COVID that I started the business. And it was only because I came across something about travel coaching. And it's, it's so funny because I had been in New Zealand previously and I had gone to a coaching seminar, you know, kind of this thing about educating people about the options within coaching and how you can be a coach for anything. And I remember thinking to myself, yeah, but I want to teach people to travel. And is that, that you know, a travel coach is not a thing that doesn't exist. You know, <laughs> there's no such thing as a travel coach. And I, I remember kind of thinking, yeah, but what I want to teach is not something that is that you can put in the coaching capacity. But then at one point, believe it or not, I came across an article in a magazine all about a travel coach who was starting this industry. And I said, well, that's, I mean, just seeing the title alone, I said, that's what I'm talking about. I think, you know, I assume yeah. based on the two terms here at hand, travel <laughs> and coaching, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. And so I started mm -hmm. looking into it and it turns out there were a few other people that were calling themselves coaches and specializing in travel. And I said, okay, well, that's, that's the name for what I've been thinking about all this time. You know, that's the name for what I want to do. And, and so I said, okay, I'll call myself a travel coach. And in many ways, it's a little bit of consulting as well. So I kind of, you know, sometimes I'll broaden it and I'll say I'm a travel coach and consultant, but I do specialize in long-term travel and working abroad and particularly youth visas and things like that. So yeah, I kind of, the, the idea kind of came together over the course of my experiences, but also discovering that there were other people that were trying to do this. And the others that are calling themselves travel coaches, they kind of, we all have different niches, which is very cool. I mean, some focus on family travel, some focus on um, overcoming hardships through, you know, using travel as a tool to overcome hardships. Mm. And in, in my case, for example, I'm focusing solely on helping people understand long-term backpacking and work abroad options. But it, it's it's cool because there are many people doing this now. Not, you know, not a ton, but enough that we each have our own kind of areas that we focus on and, and different things that we're passionate about. And that's kind of how I branched these two, this idea together with a name that was already out there. And so that's, that's kind of how it all began. Ah, oh, I love that. It's so reassuring when you've got an idea in your head and you're, and you, and you know, it's possible, but you just can't quite put the words yeah. to the idea. And I, I imagine the reassurance you felt when you finally saw that article and it was like, Hey, I'm not alone. My idea it is can it. exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think I, you know, I, I learned a lot in that process too, because just in in coming to that conclusion, I said I, I thought it was so silly that in my mind I couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around, yeah, but you know, travel coach doesn't exist. That's not a thing. Well, I could have just made it a thing. You know, I could have just at yeah. that moment said, yeah. Well, that's what I'm gonna do, you know, but it, my mind couldn't put that together. But then when I saw that someone else had done it that was that aha moment and that kind of, oh, okay, yes, I can combine these things. And, you know, so you do learn in the process as well that our minds are, they limit us sometimes to what we can and can't do. And at that moment, I had shut myself off to it thinking it didn't exist when in reality, in someone else's world, it did. And I just had to try and find a way to work my, my ideas in with that. And so, yeah, it's an interesting learning process for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I understand a lot of what you mean when you say travel coaching, but I imagine there is some overlap with travel planning and other jobs that you can have in the travel industry. So what specific services are you offering? I don't know if you want to refer to maybe a client you've had in the past and what you did for that particular person. But yeah, what, what exactly are you doing as a travel coach? Yeah, so I mean, I primarily work with clients that are interested in traveling, but don't know what their options are for starting point. Um, and more often than not, you know, we'll start out with initial consultations where they kind of talk to me about where, if they have a specific area that they're interested in going or a specific type of work that they want to do, you know, I'll kind of find out what's driving them, what's driving their interests in travel or in, you know, in working abroad. And, um, 
we'll kind of have an initial consultation where we discuss what their options might be based on what it is that they want to do. And um, everybody has different concerns or fears about this. Some people are more concerned about being alone and starting fresh somewhere new, whereas other people are more concerned about the logistics, you know, getting a visa, finding a job, supporting themselves. And so I kind of work out what is it that's that's most holding this person back at this point in time? Is it mm. is it financial concerns? Is it stability concerns? Is it social life and, and making friends and getting set up in a new place where you don't know anyone or don't speak the language. So I'll kind of work out what are the things that that is most keeping them from doing this trip. And then we'll have different sessions that will focus on those different topics. So again, it's going to be different for different people, but a lot of what it is focused on is confidence boosting, getting yourself feeling comfortable and knowing that you're capable of doing this. Because I think a lot of people doubt themselves. A lot of people tend to struggle when it comes to that confidence part of things. And mm. they feel like, oh, I'm not really capable of this. I've never done this before. I don't really feel that I'm going to be comfortable or able to do this. And it, a lot of it's drawing in on previous experiences as well. So we kind of talk about, you know, what is it that you've done in the past that you've been proud of? What's what's made you feel like a moment that you've surprised yourself or something? And so we'll use mm. those kind of experiences to build on the confidence side of things and make them feel ready and prepared to go off and, and do this kind of big adventure that they have lined out. But then in terms of for someone who's more concerned about the logistics and finding a job and finding an apartment, we'll do a little bit of workshopping together. And some of our sessions will include green sharing where I'll show different job platforms where you can look for work or different mm -hmm. apartment hunting platforms in that location where you can look for apartments or we'll share Facebook groups. And there will be little homework assignments sometimes where they'll go off and I'll say, okay, Go and see if you can find any Facebook groups that are related to this region or this type of work. Start looking at some hostels or things like that where you can start out and plan to, you know, base yourself for the first few weeks while you look for housing. So there's there's a little bit of workshopping that comes with it, but there's also a lot of everything from confidence to logistics. So it's it's kind of the what is it, malleable and immalleable, I guess. The things you can see, but also the things you can't see. So it will focus on different things for different people for sure, but it's it's all related to the bigger picture of getting them from just thinking about this thing to actually getting over there and doing this thing and living this life that they kind of envision in their head and kind of breaking down the road barriers in the middle that are preventing them. That's so interesting. What would you say, just based on the clients that you've worked with so far, what are the biggest barriers to entry or the perceived barriers that people have in terms of being able to travel? I think one of the things, I mean, one of the things is definitely the confidence side of things. A lot of people just since they haven't done it yet, they don't know what it includes and therefore they're really concerned about whether or not they're capable. And so I would say the confidence thing, confidence in themselves, most importantly, is one of the biggest things that people struggle with. But aside from that, the concerns of their friends and family is something that mm. a lot of them are struggling with. They're, you know, they're either feeling pressure from their parents or from their friends to go into a certain line of work or to start their job right after school and to not take that time and go abroad. And instead, you know, their families and things there might be suggesting that they do that later in life. Go, go do your job first, get your career set up, get your house and everything. And then you can travel later. You can travel later. And they feel that they have pressure from others to wait. And they're saying, but I don't want to wait. And I really want to go now. And I'm curious to hear thoughts on whether or not I can even do this. If I try and do this now, will I fail? Will they be right? Will they have been pushing me all along and, you know, mm. regret that I've made this decision. So a lot of them, I think, need some coaching in the area of feeling okay about the decision, feeling okay about what they want to do and knowing that if that's mm. what they want to do, that that's right for them and that that's the path they should go for, not just whatever everyone around them is telling them they should be doing. Um, and so there are some conversations about how how can you change the mindsets of the people around you? You know, and, you know, I can't coach everybody in their environment, but it is mm. more about 
giving them some tools and resources to use to help educate the people around them to feel maybe a little bit more comfortable with the decisions right. that they're trying to make on their own. That sounds like it can be really heavy, really emotional at times. Cause you know, on one hand you're dealing with the practical sides of things, helping people apartment hunt or job hunt or go over some of the options they have visa wise, but you're also dealing with their personal inner battles, relationships. It's a really big range of responsibilities that you're having to manage in, in that situation. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of different things that come into play. And I think, <laughs> you know, that's part of, again, part of the learning process. But the reality is I've been through all of it myself. And that's the only reason I, mm. I feel so equipped to be able to help people with this is a lot of their struggles are the same struggles I had, the same struggles I went through when I first started wanting to travel and get out there and see the world. And, um, you know, whether it was making friends or finding a job or finding an apartment or, even just convincing my family that what I'm doing is what I'm meant to be doing and that this is this is my time to do this and you know later wasn't going to work for me. So, you know, in many ways I I've been where they are now and and I do feel equipped yeah. to help help them kind of navigate these different challenges as as broad as they may be sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely having that experience you can relate so well to the fears or doubts that they're having. Yeah. I, I'm very curious how you found your first clients because like you said, travel coaching is potentially a new concept. So I don't know if people are necessarily typing into Google travel coach. <laughs> so how are people finding you or how are you finding them? Well, I'll be honest, this is a work in progress. <laughs> um, like I said, I started the business during COVID. So it's been, it's only been a year now. Um, and majority of my contacts and clients that I've come across so far have actually been through word of mouth. It's actually been through people who know about what I've been doing for the last several years. And when I started the business, they started saying to their friends and family, well, I know someone who actually helps with what it is that you want to do. And, and it, a few of my first clients actually came, they were family members of friends of mine who know that I had been traveling. And, you know, I have a good friend that I grew up with in high school. And she said, my cousin has just graduated and desperately wants to travel. And she's interested in going to Australia. And she has learned about the working holiday visa, but doesn't know a whole lot about it and doesn't know how it works and the logistics of it. And she'd love some kind of guidance in that area. And so one of my first clients came from a good friend of mine that I grew up with. And I think the word of mouth thing has been surprisingly kind of invaluable in this process, just people who know what I've been doing. And when I said, mm -hmm. hey, everyone, I'm now helping others do exactly what I've been doing, every everybody all of a sudden started saying, oh, well, I know people who want to do what you've been doing all this time. So it was very interesting how that web of connections kind of ended up resulting in some first initial clients. Mm -hmm. And that was it was kind of cool as well to know that these were people that came from connections of mine. They were people that knew someone who knew what I'd done. And therefore there was no need to explain or justify or anything of the sort. You know, people people were coming to me from a direct source that of someone that knew me and that knew my experience and that knew I was capable of doing this. And so I would say word of mouth was one of the biggest things at the beginning. Social media is also something I'm trying very hard to get into, which is interesting for me because as much as everybody talks about being authentic on social media, the reality is if I was being authentic on social media, I probably wouldn't be on social media at all. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a big social media person. Um, and it's, it's a struggle for me to be, especially in front of a camera, I, I'm much more a behind the camera kind of person. So um, putting myself out there has been... <laughs> 
a process, that's for sure. But it's also <laughs> been a necessary part of trying to trying to market what I'm doing because social media is where my clients are ultimately. And, you know, I'll have to get more comfortable with using some of these platforms. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm exactly the same. I'm it's yeah, if yeah, when you talk about having a relationship with social media, and being authentic, I would also probably not be there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's what you hear is like people say, show that vulnerability, put yourself out there. People can relate to the unwillingness to put yourself in front of a camera, but that doesn't make it any easier. It's so true. It's so true. And, you know, and of course, I think for a lot of people, you know, nowadays, when when you want to start these online businesses that are going to be the kinds of things that you can do remote and help people all over the place, social media is such a big part of of how you reach people in areas all over the place that have similar interests, but that are not connected by geographical locations. It does become a challenge to learn how to, how to work with that and find your balance with that. And yeah, a big part of my marketing is going to have to happen via social media, but it's, it's been a slow and steady road trying to get comfortable with it along the way. Yeah. Is there a particular platform you're focused on or what is your strategy with social media at the moment? I So I have been primarily focusing on Instagram because my target market is there. Um, I do have a Facebook presence, but the reality is that's more for people that are kind of on the older side of my target market because a lot of people in, in the age range that I'm looking for are not, not even on Facebook anymore, to be honest. And Instagram. Instagram's been interesting, but again, as you said, people aren't necessarily searching for travel coach. So even though it's not totally word of mouth within Instagram, I think what's been most helpful is when you start showing up on people's suggested lists based on friends. And so even if a few people that are interested in what I'm doing find me, then that exposes me to their friends. And so it's more of a a web of connections via the people that are currently following me and those that are interested in what I'm doing. And so I think I'm going to have to get a little creative there. That's for sure. But Instagram is the one I've been using the most so far. And um, TikTok is something that I know I'll have to dabble in in the future, but I've, I put it off for a very long time and it's, it's incredibly time consuming and it's not something that I'm familiar with at all, making videos and content like that. And it's when you're, when it's just you doing everything, as I'm sure, you know, it's, it's a lot of work (laughs) and, you know, making a 15 second clip. takes hours. Oh my gosh. I have so much admiration for, I mean, I'm young, but like these very young people who make these incredible videos on TikTok. I may, I've posted one video on TikTok because I also told myself I'm going to get into it. You can have exponential growth on TikTok at the moment. This is where I should be spending some time. And it took me forever. And it was the simplest video as well. No, I definitely understand that. There were so many times where I was like, you know what, just give it a try. Give it a try. It'll be fun. And I will have spent like an entire day and come out with what, maybe a 10 second clip and get really frustrated because something doesn't line up with something else. And I'll just check it out and be like, I'm done. I can't. (laughs) I need to walk away. But I will say, I think one of the benefits of travel coaching being a novelty or people not searching for is you and I connected on Instagram. And when I read your profile that you were a travel coach, I was immediately intrigued because I hadn't, I've connected with a lot of people in the travel industry on Instagram and you're the first one that's been a travel coach. So I I wanted to talk to you and learn more about it. So hopefully that kind of interest will help you grow with other people on, on Instagram and different platforms. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hopeful. I mean, it is, it's funny because it's such a broad term and I think people don't know what to think of it at first, but they so far, the feedback I've got has been that they're intrigued. They do want to know what that is. They do want to know more about travel and travel coaching seems like a way to to do that. So I have been surprised to hear that a lot of people have just 
kind of stumbled upon me and then said, Oh, whatever it is that you're doing, I think that's exactly what I need. And, and so I know it, it's possible and it's, it's working somehow slowly, but surely, but it, um, I think a big thing will be when, when travel does start more fully returning, shall we say, I think that's, that's when there might be a little more emphasis on the possibilities and the options. And once borders start actually reopening, I think that'll be an exciting time. And I think, I think I might be pleasantly surprised by, by how, you know, certain terms like travel coach start to kind of filter around the internet and maybe more and more people learn about it. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I was going to ask, you know, as we're hopefully moving towards more travel uh, in this post pandemic world, what do you see for your business? What are some of your goals for the business? I mean, you've only started it a year ago, but how do you want to see it grow? Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, there are certain areas that I would love to focus on because they're the areas I'm most passionate about. So um, the working holiday visas in Australia and New Zealand are two things that I would really like to to focus a lot on, quite heavily on. And I think there's a lot of people that would be interested in those particular experiences. So at some point I might, you know, once things are really moving again and, and people, and I can afford to be more specific in terms of what I'm offering, I would love to kind of hone in on those visa options and, and seek out people that are particularly interested in going to that part of the world and, and seeking work there for a year or two. And so for the moment, I've kind of kept things a little bit broad, but Europe and Southeast Asia are two areas that I've spent extended periods of time in. And there are other areas that I'd like to help people in terms of long-term backpacking experiences, or maybe even working as an au pair or doing some woofing or something like that. Mm. And so at the moment, I've kept it broad to kind of include those those four areas. But ultimately, I would love to get into, you know, working holiday visas specifically and, and really work with college-age students that are about to graduate and that are looking for some kind of adventure experience that can still help them grow professionally and personally. But after graduation and maybe before entering the, the working world in the U.S. Or, or somewhere similar, I anticipate it growing, and I anticipate it growing hopefully amongst college students that are interested in experiences post graduation. So that's kind of what I'm aiming towards, and I look forward to whenever. I mean, Australia and New Zealand obviously have taken it very slow with their border reopenings, mm. and I can completely understand that. But I'm definitely looking forward to whenever those do reopen, those visas <laughs> are eligible again, because I think that'll be that'll be when I really start going hard with with marketing those areas in particular and. and trying to find people that are interested in going to those places. Because like I said, my first few clients were people that are particularly interested in Australia and New Zealand. And now we're just kind of waiting on borders. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, there's so many challenges with building this type of business. And obviously the pandemic has just thrown a wrench in everyone's business plans. But that just made me think about how, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I would have loved your services when I was a recent graduate, but I also know I was on a very, very tight budget and I essentially wanted all of my budget to go towards travel. So I wonder how do you manage the pricing and how do you consider that when you're trying to reach college students who are potentially on a tight budget and yeah. are less willing to spend money on what's happening before they actually get on the travel right. journey? So. The way I envision this actually, and this is something that, you know, I haven't really talked about and it's not on my website specifically, but at the moment, the things that are listed on my website are kind of the one-to-one -one personal coaching packages. But ultimately my goal is to reach out to students directly in schools and kind of host public, public speaking events basically where I'm, yeah, reaching a number of students at once for a much more affordable rate. Um, and that mm. way they're getting a taste of what the options are. And at least they can then, you know, enough information that they can run with it on their own if they're feeling very much like they want to DIY it. But mm. also um, for anyone that's looking for more attention, then they could kind of opt for, you know, if they're willing to spend the money on personal coaching, then they can kind of opt for one of my packages. But 
to be honest, I would love to be able to speak to groups of students that are interested in this. And so I'm actually currently working with some students at Ohio University. I've got um, two groups of interns actually from Ohio University that are seniors um, studying marketing. And they're kind of helping me develop some plans for how to break into the college market and specifically, um, hopefully at some point, start hosting little seminars and things for whether it's students that have previously studied abroad and getting them all together for some kind of a, a consultation meeting. Or, you know, if you've got like a photography club or a sports club that's interested in learning more about their travel options, basically being paid a certain chunk of money for speaking to a group, addressing an entire group. And so I think that's going to be my best way to reach a lot of students at a much more affordable rate. Um, and then just giving them exposure to the ideas and exposure to what I do. And then if they decide to proceed from there and are willing to put more into personalized attention, then they can kind of opt for packages. But even on the interim, I have, you know, these kind of one-on-one -on -one consultations that'll just be one session where we just go through a bunch of options. And then I kind of present them with some resources and tools and then say, go for it. You can run with this. And, and those are much more affordable price points that are just, you know, just a one-off session where I give them everything that they could need to potentially figure it out on their own, but then they would very much be on their own. And so that's, that's kind of a, another in-between option that's for person looking for personalized attention, but not necessarily, you know, a multi-week package, helping them totally get prepared for this from, you know, start to finish. So there's different ways I'm looking at doing this, but I think getting out on college campuses and I, and I look forward to when travel returns to the point that I can actually do a college tour because I'd love to do a college campus tour and yeah. actually speak in person and speak to students on the ground at their locations and get, get them excited and get them talking about travel and that kind of thing. So that's, that's an ultimate end goal. I'd love to see that happen at some point, you know, go on a college campus tour and, and be, I don't know, boots to the ground talking to students in person. I think that'd be great. I think that's a genius idea. That's brilliant because not only only are you getting some revenue in by having these speaking engagements, but it's a essentially you're being paid to market yourself to students and they're getting a fantastic content for free for them mm -hmm. um, on those campuses. And then if they opt to you know, sign up and, and have one-on-one -on -one consulting, then they can go down that route. Yeah. And if not, even if they just tell a friend about what they heard when they were in the seminar, yeah. you know what I mean? It's exposure no matter what. So I think, absolutely. yeah, I think there's good potential with that. And it also just sounds like fun. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, I really hope that happens. That's a great idea. That's fantastic. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. This has been so interesting. I'm really glad that I've been able to yeah, have my first chat with a travel coach. And it sounds like you're doing really, really good work. If people are interested in learning about your services uh, and maybe having a consultation, where is the best place for them to find you, get in touch? So, I mean, I do have my website. It's unwrapyourmap.com. Um, but I am on all social media platforms, but particularly Instagram, literally just at unwrapyourmap. No spaces, no dashes, nothing of the sort. And yeah, I mean, if you plug me into Google, unwrapyourmap, I pretty much all my social platforms pop up. So Instagram is one of the best places, but if not, then directly through the website, people can message me, they can book appointments. Um, I offer a free travel chat as well, and that's on my website. So that can just be booked directly through unwrapyourmap.com. So yeah. Brilliant. I love the name as well, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that. Very clever. Oh, it took a while to come up with that one, but I'm a fan of it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much, Geneva, and best of luck with Unwrap Your Map. Thank you, Karen.